I do want to bring in Jerry Palm, CBSSports.com bracketologist when it comes to March Madness and also uh, the college football playoff rankings. He's standing by on the Meyer guest line. Welcome back, Jerry. Hey, how's it going? It's going good, buddy. Uh, what, what were you forecasting before last night's uh, college football playoff rankings and when it came out, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC, was that what you had? Yes, and um, with Ohio State 5 and Alabama 6. So, um, in fact, I think I may have had Tennessee 7. Um, it was, uh, I thought, not overly difficult to forecast this week. In fact, we really don't have a lot of drama going into into this week like we normally do. So, um, it's, a, uh, it's an unusual season that way. Uh, Jerry, I'm trying to figure out, okay, from your you know, bracketology center, your computer models, your information you input. When you look at Michigan, what they did to Ohio State on the road in Columbus, what they did to number eight Penn State in the latest college football playoff rankings from last night, and I look at Georgia and I see their best win is Tennessee at home. Uh, Explain how Michigan is behind Georgia in the college football playoff rankings. Well, because it's in a it's a 12-game season so far, and not just two or three. So, yes, I think you could reasonably argue that um, Michigan's two best wins are, are probably better, but Georgia played a much better schedule. Um, and, um, you know, Michigan took basically the first three weeks off, uh, or first three games off. And the, the fact that they didn't schedule anything out of conference and that the league was also bad beyond Penn State, uh, I think it's hurt them a little bit in terms of, um, the perception of that team compared to others. So uh, just, uh, you know, it would be Georgia plays in the SEC and Michigan plays in the Big Ten would be the explanation. I know they beat Oregon. Well, they played Oregon in right. non-conference play, too. Right. And Michigan, so, had the, and Michigan had the weak non-conference schedule, correct? Yeah, I mean, and that, that to me has hurt at least the perception of that team. But also, I mean, really, when you get beyond Penn State, like, there's nothing in the Big Ten. You know, the, the Michigan's going to play Purdue unranked for the Big Ten championship. So the only three teams in the Big Ten that are ranked, they're all in the top ten. But those are the only three teams from the Big Ten that are ranked. And the depth of the SEC is just better this year. And, you know, it's not always the case. I mean, I think sometimes the SEC is, is overblown, but I don't think that's true this year. It's It's been a, a pretty good league. And, you know, Georgia's schedule is better for it. Yeah, I think the only drama – uh, about this weekend, and I agree with you that it's one of the least dramatic uh, final polls before you get to the conference championship weekend. That uh, Georgia should win against number fourteen LSU, who's a three-loss team. Michigan yeah. should win a big favorite, I think, eighteen points on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board over Purdue. TCU K State's more of a toss-up game than most would think. And K State, by the way, is number ten in the playoff rankings. Right, and then you but get the you, ranking, you, uh, yeah, for a team for an opponent right. among the top four is uh, TCU and Utah. I'm telling you that that's not a gimme for SC. So let's play this scenario, Jerry. If TCU and USC both lose, then who is three? Who's four? Uh, TCU may still be three, and Ohio State is four. Yeah, because they're not going to pull the SEC as better. Almost what you were just kind of saying that, you know, uh, Alabama has uh, a, a better 12-game 
resume than Ohio State. If they would have done, if they were going to do that, they would have put Alabama at five last night, right? Exactly, exactly. And and part of what works for Ohio State, first of all, is the non-conference win over Notre Dame, who's in the rankings, and um, the sheer dominance that they demonstrated throughout that that season. You know, there were there was what the Penn State was probably the closest call for Ohio State. Uh, where they didn't take over until the fourth quarter. Um, but I think that that's part of why Ohio State, Alabama, uh, that's not just the record, it's the record is part of it as well, because uh, they have the extra loss. But uh, just Ohio, the way Ohio State dominated its schedule until we got to Michigan, I think is part of why they are where they are. And you're right. I mean, they're not going to change their mind now. You know, I mean, what are they supposed to do? Just, you know, Say well, you know, we thought Alabama looked better watching games on TV than Ohio State. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, they made the decision this week. They're not going to change their mind now. Yeah, and I do, I do lean towards what you just said that Georgia, Michigan, and TCU being the only undefeated big boy teams, I think all three could lose and still make the college football Final Four. Yeah, they're locked. For me, they're all locked. And and you know, TCU is third, so I understand why people are talking about them. But I also think if their name was Oklahoma, people wouldn't be talking about them. No, and I agree because then you're looking at the three undefeated teams and SC with the loss as a two-loss team. And then how do you put SC in front of Ohio State for that fourth yeah, and final know. spot when SC didn't win the Pac-12? Well, and, and lost the same team twice. You know, whereas TCU has already beaten Kansas State. So, you know, this would be a loss to a team they've already beaten. They would have split with them. That's a good team. The committee thinks highly of them. They're in the top ten. So I, if TCU can lose, and even if they lose, then it's you know a, a big loss. You know they get they get beat pretty good. They have a really bad day. I don't think it matters when you look at the overall season. TCU can't be behind Ohio State. If it gets crazy, Jerry and Jerry Palm, CBSSports.com bracketologist, talking college football playoff rankings here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Let's say LSU would shock Georgia and Purdue gets Michigan. Then what, what's what's the seeding one through four on Sunday? Yeah, well, if, if you're assuming the TCU still wins, the, the undefeated team is number one. I think they're still they would be number one. Um, but uh, Georgia is probably two. Michigan is probably three. And then if USC is twelve and one, USC could jump Michigan at twelve and one, maybe because of the relative strength of the Pac-12 and the win over Notre Dame. Uh, but uh, I, Michigan certainly is not five because they're not falling below Ohio State. I mean, that's an absolute floor for Michigan. So, um, But I, th- I would say TCU won uh, Georgia two, Michigan and USD three or four, uh, depending on how the committee likes USD's schedule compared to Michigan's. And that might even be how USD wins that game, how they look winning that game. Because Michigan's obviously taken a loss to an unranked team. So that's a pretty bad loss. Uh, although they obviously have the wins over Ohio State and Penn State. Yeah, this looks like it's just five teams in the mix, right? Yep. Yep. That's, That's it. It's five, which is why there's not much drama because there are only five teams involved and, and really only two of them can switch. You know, the other three are pretty well locked in. So, yeah, it's uh, um, it's just a weird year where there just isn't a lot of drama. There's not a lot of competitiveness at the top of the of the field right now. Now, if Michigan would win and Georgia loses, and obviously Michigan is the one seed – uh, let's right. say TCU wins, they're the two seed, Georgia's the three seed, and SC or Ohio State as the four seed. So you could get that 
Michigan-Ohio State rematch sure. in the semifinals, sure. right? It, it's, not, yeah. it's not far-fetched, correct? No, 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 that's not the most. Uh, I mean, it would take Georgia. I mean, obviously, that would be a big upset, losing to LSU, and then USC getting beat. And then you've got your the 1-4 you're looking at. Yeah, and Tennessee feels really good that they beat Alabama, but they're behind Alabama in last night's college football playoff you rankings. Know, I, I didn't hear if the, I haven't had a chance to read the transcript of the press conference from the chairman, Boo Corrigan. I don't know if he addressed that or not, but just looking at that, I wonder if it has to do with the fact that Hendon Hooker is injured. There you and go. They just think they're not quite the same team, and certainly not the same team that beat Alabama. And they say injuries come into play. They've always said that uh, throughout the college football playoff. It's hard rankings. to judge them. Yeah, I mean, Joe Milton uh, was the backup quarterback, and they beat Vanderbilt fifty-six to nothing. So it's not like um, you know that that was a poor performance by any stretch of the imagination. But I think that South Carolina loss hurts too because South Carolina wasn't in the rankings until until after they beat. Uh, Clemson this week. You know, they had wasn't enough to beat Tennessee. They had to, also had to beat Clemson to crawl into the rankings, and that's probably part of it as well. Jerry Palm, CBSSports.com, college football playoff ranking bracketologist. Also, come March Madness, he's the man uh, when it comes to bracketology at CBSSports.com. Jerry, uh, thanks for the conversation. Have a great Wednesday night. All right, thanks. All right, he is Jerry Palm.